Hello, people. This is your internet mom. Cyberchats. <laughs> Cybersatchats. With your girl, Mao. I know I haven't been updating for about a month now. Let's not even be nice about it because I've been inconsistent my whole life and I'm very much aware of that. It's just that my motto currently is no pressure. So, yeah. Anyway, the episode that I'm going to be playing for you guys, it was recorded August 17, 2020. So it's been a while. It's October, bitches. I don't even know where I'm at. I was supposed to get some coffee just to get myself more jittery and I was going to re-record the whole episode. But I was thinking, I don't think I need to like redo it because there's some strong points in that and... But before we go start the whole episode, oh my gosh, I think I'm gonna fucking sneeze. Wait, oh my god. It's gone. Wait, I think it's coming back. <laughs> anyway, that's not coronavirus. That's simply because my house is fucking dirty. Okay. Anyway, I'm just gonna update you guys on some quick things that you probably don't care about. Um... I just turned 22. Hooray to that. I turned 22 last week. No, two weeks ago. Is it? But that's September 27th. PSA for all of you guys who want to know my birthday. Well, that's my birthday. And I turned 22 and it was a really fun, wholesome day. I've been having the shittiest birthdays ever since the beginning of fucking time. Except for my seventh birthday because I think it was fun and I had a lot of cakes and you know like the seven roses and shit and my 18th birthday which was also fun but the rest of the like the rest of those 20 years I didn't really like you know um and up until 2020 came and even though there's fucking coronavirus I loved my birthday so much um but that's enough of me being grateful for some shit number two um I'm still currently employed but unemployed i feel like i'm employed but i'm not reaping the benefits of my employment because fucking corona there's a lot of frustrations going on i just want to catch up with you guys on that you can um i'll probably put my email on the description box which is the email that i use for this podcast you can send me all your queries and your letters and stuff if you want to um, like submit entries and I'll read them on this podcast that's for sure you could also like have me advertise your things like if you are a small business owner and you want me to talk about your product hit me up and I'll let's see what we can do I don't need freebies I just need monetization I'm kidding I'm kidding if you're a small business let's do this um Next up, a little bit of an update as I renovated my upstairs bedroom. Why did I say upstairs bedroom like I have a downstairs bedroom? I don't have any other bedroom. I just have one bedroom and this is the one that I've renovated. I just did a very light renovation. Partly one of it is just the biggest renovation that I could think of is the general cleaning. I just really decluttered a lot of clothes to the point that we namin ng mom ko yung dalawang sako. Um, so we gave that away. Um, we still have some here. I gave some to my friend. Um, but after the general cleaning, we had things repainted. But before that, we also had the walls refurbished, some of the things refurbished because there's a lot of nail poking out and like wall treatments that are not treated anymore. And I also had like this, um, what do you call this? This shelf 
the shoe shelf. I had uh, installed the shoe shelf and quick story about my renovation. It's so, I have, I, I think, <laughs> wait, I was stuttering. The time that I was doing the renovation, I was on my period and I couldn't talk to any of the carpenters because I was just, a, I was a weak bitch that time. I just couldn't talk to anybody. Um, and I had my mom be the foreman. The foreman is someone who like, is sort of like the head of the construction when the contractor isn't there. But anyway, so I didn't hire any big shit, like big budget contractors. I just literally had three people do Oh, four people do my room like two people for the carpentry one person for the electrical and um, one person for the painting which ultimately lasted for a week the whole construction process but the first day that the carpenters came they didn't when my mom was looking for carpenters they didn't want to get this project they were like oh well, well I don't think I like I don't think I'll be free for that day and I was like okay well then let's just find another one and my mom was like okay but at the same time I, I mean at the same day that carpenter came back and he was like okay fine I'll do it and I found out later on that he got cold feet because one of my neighbors told him that you should do a really good job at the house because the girl that um, owns it me um, works in construction so she'll know what you're doing right or if it's wrong or something like that and he got like literally cold feet but I was desperate and I just wanted this whole renovation to start and I think you know being on my period I was literally the weakest bitch you ever known so anyway they did it I don't like the shelves I'm so sorry if he's gonna be ever listening to this podcast I don't know what circumstances that would be in but I don't like the shelves. I came like I came to the first two hours that he was doing the shelf and he was doing these wedges for the wood um, underneath the, the uh, wood panel and I didn't want that because I wanted to be floating shelves so that's a problem. The tool that you should be using for that, the mechanism, um, should be an L bracket and I went to the hardware nearby and I bought like three pairs. Um, but then I forgot that there was also one underneath. So I'm missing like three more. So basically <laughs> it does not look cute. But wait, let me count one, two. Okay. It does not look cute right now for the bottom part. And I know you guys can't imagine. I don't know if you can imagine, but if you can imagine thank god but if you can't it's fine because i'm stuttering and i'm literally just sharing my past months um so yeah that's what's going on the shelf and i also bought um the led lights that you see on tiktok the color changing lights and with the remote control i bought that shit and i am short for about three meters to five meters i'm not sure so i bought another one of those i'm gonna wait for them to come by and then i'm gonna stick them to look continuous on my ceiling i also did the foam mirror it's super fun and easy but at the same time the first two days it smelled like literal chemical in my room and it was intense it smelled like gas um but yeah it's not that much of a big renovation but for me it's enough because it's cute and i really do have a lot of clothes that's one of the things i'm most problematic about i i have such a ton of clothing and books books i don't i don't even read 
but keep so i was like we have to get rid of the books because i know some kids would be um benefiting from it more than i would be right now so because um my mom and i kept a lot of my high school books like the algebra to trigonometry to to statistics and we kept the physics biology uh, chemistry books and stuff like that but when i got to college i was like i don't need that um i'm only gonna ever need the books that i'm using now which is you know psychology wow i don't really read it anymore i just bought the book for for a subject but it's so fucking expensive i think i bought it for 2k um and i bought the algebra for one five one thousand five hundred so like what the fuck so i'm gonna keep those and i'm gonna study algebra even though i don't know if i'm gonna ever use that unless it's for calculating paparazzi pictures and how big celebrities hands are um but other than that i don't know when i'm gonna use that but i'm gonna keep that other books that i have are like the old timey novels that i have like you know, the selection i have 50 shades of gray that's embarrassing i also have like the anna and her french kiss trilogy like the mockingjay the mockingjay is good though thunger games is a fucking bomb ass trilogy so no regrets about that I have my Nancy Drew and Hardy Boys collection. I have like 20 books of those. Not sure. But yeah, I have like adult, semi-adult books. I'm not sure, but let's call it semi-adult books, okay? Um, anyway, I'm just trying to lighten up the mood for right now and sharing you guys those unnecessary information about my life because the episode that I recorded um, that I'm going to add um, after this is a little bit depressing. I'm not sure if it's depressing. I hope it's comforting for some people who don't really have anyone to talk to in regards to mental health. Um, and I guess I was a really a little bit more shy um, talking to my talking with myself in that podcast because I was recording it by myself just as I am recording it by myself right now. Um, but I was talking about my mental health journey, um, everything that happened or everything that i remember that happened because i can't you know i'm not sure i put on everything that happened you know i was just stuttering and going through the motion of my timeline but i'm gonna speak about mental health issues and i think it's very timely because um mental health awareness day was just a couple of days ago and i haven't been going to therapy to be honest with you guys but i think i'm gonna go to therapy this week so that's a good that's a good like that's a good sign i feel like you know everything is pairing up to be good for me i'm not sure but if it doesn't it's fine because you know what i have other coping mechanisms let's do that anyway if you guys want to talk to anyone anyone there are facebook groups that you could definitely join but some of them are pretty prejudicial sometimes that they lack empathy and i am a big advocate of empathy i am sometimes mad at myself for being too emphatic because it makes me unable to become angry anymore because Instead of being angry at the person who did me wrong, I always try to understand what they're, where they're coming from and what possible causes um, might have led them to do that to me. Um, but anyway, there are a lot of Facebook groups. Number one, 
if you are too shy to go to therapy right now. Number two, there are anonymous applications where you can find someone to talk to anonymously and they are monitored mentally for your safety and the keywords and stuff. I'm going to try to link those in. I'm going to try to Google those and I'm going to link them because I, at one point in my life when I was very, very majorly depressed, I joined those groups and I volunteered as a listener because I don't remember the app specifically, but I'm going to search it and I'm going to link it here when I find it. Um, it's an app where you can either be a listener or just some a guest to talk out your feelings and there are a lot of different people who experience so many deep emotions and no matter the problem like even if they think it's shallow or they think it's so drastic the important thing is to listen to them and sometimes you don't need to like speak over them you just literally need to listen to them and just let them blow their bubble you know because these people have literally looked onto the internet for help instead of looking to talk to their pe- to the their families you know and 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 that's what makes me sad because sometimes when you realize and think about it more the fact that they came to the internet instead of calling their friends or their family as depressing and that you should at least provide them the best comfort you can give them um, but anyway, I'm blabbering. I feel like I might have said this in the podcast as well. It's going to be redundant. And also, disclaimer lang, I'm going to be greeting you guys again after this because you know, your girl, your internet mom, me, um, I did not think it was going to be that short. I recorded it and I think it was only 26 minutes and I thought I was going to post it agad agad but lo and behold my self-esteem got the best of me and I didn't post it because I thought oh my god I am all by myself in this episode. People are not going to listen to me so I hid it in my drafts for about two months yeah two months and now i was like oh my god i need to update my podcast because i feel like i don't know if a lot of people listen to it but still you know it's my passion to talk and speak to people or myself hung hung but um also thought that i should be updating this just for my sake like an online diary um but if you enjoy this podcast please stay tuned the episode is starting soon okay bye Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Cyrus Ad Chats. Today I'm going to be alone, so I don't know if you guys are interested in that, but hopefully you are, because that's what you're going to get. It's going to be you and me today, or whenever you're listening to this, if it's tonight. I don't mind. But I just have a lot on my mind right now. I actually have a lot on my mind right now, but we're going to talk about depression and like a mental health. Specifically, I don't know if I should say this, but my mental health. Um, it's going to be a little bit of an exposing episode, and I feel like I say that a lot with my episodes because I do expose myself every time. So do the guests that I bring on here, but we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about it you know um and you're gonna be sort of like my therapist well i'm not gonna expose everything i'm not gonna tell you my traumas because that's gonna be between me and my therapist you know but we're gonna talk about depression anxiety um other stuff 
that might be that might that we might come across later on in this podcast. I'm going to talk to you guys about how I found out that I got depression, what I did when I found out I got it, and what happened and what's currently like going on. I know that a lot of people don't really talk about it. I know that even though people are starting to talk about it, there are really a lot of um, people that are open to talking about it and that are shy about talking about it because it exposes yourself, it exposes your vulnerability and it makes you look weak for having this weakness when in fact it's um, something that should be taken very seriously. For me, mental health is just as important as your physical health, and a lot of people say that, and it's true. I, I shouldn't have said it's just for me. It should be for everybody, but your physical health is just as important as your mental health and vice versa. Like, you're, when you have a boo-boo and you cut yourself, you immediately put alcohol and a band-aid over it, like a first aid kit. You know, you have a first aid kit for that. When you get a headache, you lay down on a soft pillow, I don't know, drink water, drink meds or whatever to calm yourself down. If you're hungry, you eat. It's just like mental health. If you have a breakdown, you do something about it. You'd like to talk about it with somebody or you'd like to nap it out. You'd like to drink some water. You'd like to listen to some music. You know, it's a mental health. When you have a setback on it, it's just as important or it's just as big a deal um, as any physical pain that you feel, especially since when you have a mental illness and you're struggling with it, it does bring down your immune system a, a lot lower. Um, it's one of like the inner, like the inside jokes I have with myself, which when I was having huge major depressive episodes and were in like COVID-19 season, um, I'd pull myself out of the bathroom and say, I shouldn't be depressed. I shouldn't be depressed because if I'm going to be more depressed than I already am, I could die because, you know, my immune system would be really low and that would make me more susceptible to the virus. And I wouldn't want to die because of that. So I'm just going to keep my head straight on and do my best to cope with whatever is fucking going on right now. But yeah, so... I'm going to talk about the first time that I was getting episodes. I think it was a 2018. It was a long shot, but I didn't actually know it was happening. Like January came in and it was like a fun year because January is always the best sort of month for me because it's like the, the month where you get to start fresh and clean the month where you still have your what do you call this resolutions intact you're trying to think about it and you're like yeah I'm gonna do this this year I'm gonna change I'm gonna do some things and so January came fresh off the boat first week went on fine second week started off a little bit iffy about it like it wasn't that good third week was like what is happening and I was thinking, oh, yeah, I got my period the next week. So I was like, oh, it's probably this one. February came. That happened again. Um, I was still blaming it on my period. Next thing happened, March. And it just kept on going. And I was like, this can't be my period because I've been having my period since I was 12 years old. And I wasn't this depressed back then. So what's going on? Um, and I didn't tell any of my friends 
what I was feeling or what I was going through, nor my parents, because I was shy and I also didn't know what was going on with myself for me to even explain it to others. Um, and I was, I am the joker of the group. I do like, I am loud. I tell a lot of jokes and for me to be vulnerable in a way that I was and I am would be sort of like a character shift and I wasn't comfortable with it. I wasn't comfortable about talking about my feelings to other people regarding this uh, change in personality. So I did my best to just cope with it until August came. I th August was the first hard month that I have went through. It was so hard that I was crying every fucking day. Um, I would cry waking up, having lunch, going home, and the only idle moments that I'd have were when I was riding the train on the way to school, being with my friends, because I don't really have time to cry or like think about it because I have to socialize and be a human being. Um, and then I'd go home and I'd wish that the train rides would be longer because if the train rides would be longer, it means that I wouldn't have to move like a human being for some other time. I don't know if I explained that properly, but you know what, when you're in a transportation, when you're in transportation, you don't really do anything. You, you just listen to music and you wait till you get to the destination that you're going to. I loved those moments because it's like sleeping. You don't really need to do anything. It's doing the deed for you. And I felt as though if I had the, I had it for an extended period of time, I would only be left with such a little amount of time where I would have to act as a human being. And that was pure bliss because then it wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't have to exert so much effort into living. And, and so I think it was like, I passed through August September came, I think I was starting to really feel the burn and I was crying nonstop. But at the same time, I thought I was getting distracted because I did have a job that time. I was studying and going to school at the same time. So I was, you know, getting myself very busy and doing a lot of things that were, were distracting me from how I was feeling because there wasn't really any time for me to cry or think about anything other than what I was doing currently. Um, but October came and I was feeling it again and I think I first told my mom about it but she didn't really quite understand what was going on so I quickly changed the topic and was thinking of another plan, but I was also telling my mom that I might consider going to therapy and am considering of paying for it myself because I didn't want her to worry about anything. So I was telling her, it's fine. If I do ever go to therapy, it's gonna be okay because I'm gonna be paying for it. But I didn't go to therapy October I, November came, I told my best friend about it. Um, she didn't know what to say, but at the same time, I was like really um, apologetic about it. We were eating in a restaurant and we were having such a really good conversation and I didn't know how to break it to her that I was feeling this way. But at the same time, I wanted her to know because she's my soulmate. She's literally like been there for me since 
forever and I want her to know how I'm feeling just so she's updated with my life so before I started telling the story at lunch I, I was I was like hey after I tell you something let's go back to the way we were talking about earlier and joke but this, this is how I'm feeling and I told her that I was feeling depressed but I don't know because like I wasn't even using the word depressed depression or depressed because I was just I didn't I was in denial like I didn't believe in that word until like I absolutely felt it and was diagnosed with it I didn't think about it like I was just I don't want to say that I'm depressed because I hate the people who self-diagnose themselves and tell people that oh I'm depressed blah 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 because I was one of the people who didn't understand depression you know so I didn't want to name it depression. I was just saying that I've been really feeling sad lately, like a lot since the start of the year. And I've been crying. I've been having these breakdowns. But I think it's just because of stress. But I don't know about it. Like, I don't know. And then, you know, November came. It was like slight distraction. But at the same time, I wasn't. Like, I thought the first week of December, I was already getting through it. And I was already forgotten, you know, how festive December can get and you sort of get distracted with all this festivities and parties and whatnot and but like by the third week I think I went to therapy by around December 20 or something and okay this is what happened like I told my dad during December I'm sorry I burped <laughs> I told my dad during December we were on a motorcycle ride and I was behind him and I was I did. I I I don't. I didn't know how to break it to him because I didn't want to see his face when I told him that I felt sick. But it was this moment that I really knew how to explain how sick I was and how I knew that there was something wrong with me because, you know, and you know the feeling when you wake up and you have a fever or you have a sore throat or you have like a snotty nose or you're coughing or something like you just know you're sick so you want to excuse yourself for the day on um going to school or going to work i felt that way with depression like i wake up and i just know that there was something wrong with me like just there's just something wrong with me and i don't know what it is but there is something wrong with me but the difference is I can't tell my professor that I can't go to school because, you know, I'm having a mental breakdown because that wasn't that wasn't like particularly known as an excuse back then. It shouldn't be an excuse like it should be a valid one. It's not like a made up excuse, you know, but people weren't using that as an excuse. I needed to find like a valid excuse with air quotes. I'm saying this with air quotes um, like that I have a fever or like my back hurts or whatever like it has to be a physical pain for it to be valid and I was struggling with that because it wasn't it wasn't like physical it wasn't purely physical it was like all in my brain and I was suffering because I was just sleeping all day and so I told my dad that I didn't know what to do and I legit cried riding the back of his motorcycle and I like after a few minutes I realized he was crying too because I realized that he was sorry for whatever is going on with my life. And of course, you know, he's my father. So he'd probably feel really guilty about that. Not being with me all the time. Um, and hearing this for the first time, like, at the last month of the year. So I told him that I really want to get checked up. And he immediately accompanied me. I don't know if it was the next day or, like, the day after that. But the day after the that day but um i went to 
the hospital. And going to the hospital, it was like I went there 5 a.m. And um, I went in line and it was, it felt like getting rescued out of a burning building. Like, you know, I haven't been in a burning building before, but it extremely felt like it. Like, you're inside this house <laughs> that's burning and all, you don't know what to do. You're just incapable of moving because, you know, you're scared. And suddenly, someone pulls you into the light and to the outside. And that's what it felt like going to the hospital and getting care. So when I got my fill-up form, whatever... I said that I was going to be going, I was going there because I was feeling mentally unstable. Um, and they asked me if I attempted. This is going to be a little bit of a trigger warning, but I didn't. I didn't attempt um, to do anything, although I did, I did lack the vitality and the will to live. It's like I was waiting for life to do it because I didn't have the guts to do it myself. Um, and I got referred to a doctor. I wasn't diagnosed yet. And then we went, like, I went to the room and I, he asked me what I was feeling. And, you know, typically all my past doctor appointments would be composed of, what are you feeling? And I would be saying, oh, I have a cough. I've been coughing. I have this runny nose. I have, like, back pain. But that moment when he asked me, what are you feeling? And I was like, I feel so fucking bad. Like, I immediately was crying. Like, ugly crying in front of the doctor. I said that I was... I couldn't take it anymore. I was struggling. I don't know how to live anymore. I, I don't know how to eat. I feel like eating is a chore. You know how random people... I mean, not random people, but... You know how people just eat like go like when they're hungry they just go down to the kitchen they get a like they, they get food they place it on a plate and then gobble it up and drink water and then finish like what like they finish and wash the dish i don't think of it that way i think about how like i'm hungry but then again i have to wait like i have to rise from my bed i, I have to get up from my bed i have to walk steps to the kitchen and I don't know how many steps there are but I have to walk steps and when I get to the kitchen I'm gonna have to check the fridge I'm gonna get I'm gonna have to heat it up after I heat it up I'm gonna have to put it on a plate after I put it on a plate I'm gonna have to get some fork and some spoon and I'm gonna get a glass of water but then when I get a glass of water I'm gonna get a glass and then I'm gonna get water I'm gonna open the lid of the pitch uh, the pitch hole <laughs> And then I'm going to open it up and I'm going to pour the water in and then I'm going to close the lid and then I'm going to return it to the fridge and I'm going to drink the water and I'm going to and then I'm going to scoop the food with the spoon and then I'm going to place it on my mouth and I'm going to chew it and I'm going to close my mouth while I'm doing it and I'm going to do it again. And I just the thought of that, it elongates everything. It feels like it's the station of the cross and I. And I, and I was wondering how people do this. Like, how did I do this for how many years until now that I'm struggling with this? Because I don't understand what's going on in my brain. Um, 
So I told my, I told the doctor that, that I was struggling with everything and I was sleeping all the time because you know how there's 24 hours in a day? I'd love for me to be oversleeping because if I would be sleeping for 14 hours a day, it means that I'd only get to live for 10 hours a day, if it makes sense. Like I'm, I'm basically sleeping 14 hours a day, basically dead to the world. And then when I wake up, I'll only be there for 10 hours and some of that will be spent on eating, some of that will be spent on school or work, some of that will be spent on transportation and it just, you know, the shorter that I have to stay awake the better and I know that there's something wrong with that and I even cried to my mom telling her that I feel like there's a tumor in my brain. I know there's not a tumor, there's n there's no tumor in my brain, but that's how I described the feeling to her. I just wanted fucking out of my brain because I was struggling, like I didn't know what to fucking do. I just wanted out of my body, like I can't see it, I can't see what's wrong with me, I, I only can feel it, and I know that it's really, really rooted in and it's wrong. So I told my doctor this, he wrote like MDD on my paper, but I didn't know what it was. And he referred me to the psych ward. And that's when I knew that I was getting help, but it didn't feel like, sh I didn't feel shy about it or embarrassed. I was genuinely happy that I was getting the help that I needed. And I went to the psych ward, I got my first therapy session and I got my first meds. I've been, I've shuffled through meds a couple of times, but, you know, um, going to get help is one of the best things that ever happened to me, and ever since I've gotten depression, I've been really emphatic on how people feel, because I feel as though even though I haven't gone through it, I've basically gone through it, if it makes sense. And I don't want to undermine anyone's struggle ever, no matter how big or small it is. I feel like we do have different um, pain in our chest. We have different levels of pain and experiences and how we deal with it and how we think about it. And it's not something that's embarrassing. It's just the way your brain works. And there's nothing to be ashamed of that. I just think that you need someone that's there to listen to you and if you know they don't want to talk about it it's fine as long as you know that you're there for them and um, I think that's what's really important and although I've been diagnosed three years ago um, I don't know if it's three years like I feel like it's yeah <laughs> Um, even though it's been that long, I can't say I'm fully healed, but at the same time, I've grown so much from, from that. I've talked through most of my traumas and I do backslide a lot. Don't worry about that. Cause I do worry about that. Um, and I tell my friends that, and I'm sometimes embarrassed about opening myself up to my therapist because she might be telling me that, oh, you backslide again, but your therapist will never say that to you. Don't ever worry. I won't ever say that to you if you open up to me. Um, I feel like people know what they're doing. I know people know what they're doing and I know that people know what they should do, but at the same time, they can't or they don't have the bravery or the courage to do it. And it's fine because I know that, you know, you don't have to pressure people. They're going to be moving on their own pace. All you have to do is just be there, be there for them. Um, and 
even though I do hate myself for backsliding most of the time. I can't blame myself for backsliding. It's normal. Um, and I don't think there's such a thing as fully healed. I don't think you're going to go through life being all stupid and happy all the time. You're always going to have these dark moments and it's fine because you know what I have heard this like TED Ted talk and where you know like the thing I said earlier if you have a physical first aid you should have a mental first aid as well and if you know yourself enough and have been coping or have found methods where you can cope and change your mood or help with your mood you know it's it's your first aid basically and I do write my first aid down when I get sad or when I overthink I write letters to myself so that I can read them in the future and reassure myself also like I watch movies that I like or um, read books but at the same time I'm not really that productive because there's different ways of doing self-healing some people do a lot of things aesthetically pleasing things like buy white sheets and lay in them and take instagram photos some make really good coffee and post them um some people go outside ride their bikes everyone has really different forms of coping but don't ever be ashamed if you're coping in the simplest way possible like taking a nap that's really valid and i do that too so don't worry about it don't ever be shy that you're doing nothing okay because i know deep down you're doing a lot just by taking that fucking nap you're doing a lot for yourself um it takes a lot of courage to just put down everything and rest um and i know that people often dictate or like suggest ways to cope um like what i said like some people said this to me when i was sad like you should try talking to me or you could watch a movie and i know that and it's true and that is helpful but it sometimes is it sometimes doesn't really sound nice i don't want to demean anyone's attempt to help people but you know i've sometimes my defensiveness gets ahead of me and i say to myself and to other people that don't you think i haven't thought about that already don't you think i've i've tried every single method i could think of like i've tried everything i've literally ordered pizza cake whatever (laughs) comfort food i want just to cheer myself up i've slept 24 hours straight i watched all stand-up comedies that i love i've listened to all the bops that i consider my favorites um I've read all the jokes I can. I've looked at cute dog pictures and cat pictures, but none of them work. Sometimes you just need to be with that person without actually telling them advice, you know? But, yeah. Um, I've been in multiple groups. I don't know if that's going to help some of the listeners who feel the same way as I do, but I do like to join Facebook groups, like support groups. It feels a little bit... um, comforting when you read other people's stories and and find similarities in it because you feel a little bit like you're you really feel like you're not alone um and you relate to people and you get to comfort them the way you want to be comforted and you know be their safe space um be someone that you want to be for yourself yeah Anyway, that's the episode.
I have for today. It's really short. It's just below 30 minutes, I feel like. And it's very mellow. I feel like when I'm by myself and talking about mental health, it's always mellow. Or generally just by myself. Because, you know, I can't really joke about... <laughs> I can't really joke um, with anyone other than me. And I won't be able to hear anyone's laughter. And that's going to be scary. I don't, wanna, I don't want that. Um, but, yeah. I hope you guys learn something from that. And at the same time don't are not what i'm english maui english um i hope that you guys become more open and aware of what's going on with mental health there's a lot of barriers right now and i know that and sometimes i think that you know our generation is like the generation that knows a lot about mental health but at the same time i've dated people who don't know anything about it I mean, they try, but, you know, people really have different ways of coping, and I don't want to blame them for not knowing how it feels, because as as much as possible, I wouldn't want them to know how it feels. I want to shield them from whatever it is that I'm feeling now, because it's one of the worst feelings that, um, ever. So I don't really, I'm not really mad at some people, some, I'm going to say some, because I still am offended by some people but i'm not really mad about people who don't have you who haven't quite gotten there yet with understanding the whole mental illness thing because the reason why some people don't understand what mental illness is is because they haven't gone through it and to me it's amazing that they haven't gone through it and i'd like them to stay that way even if it means that they get to be mean to other people it's fine because i know how hard it is and i wouldn't want anyone to feel this way so but at the same time if your friend talks to you and they want to open up about something be open try to be open as much as you can and if you're not ready to listen to them and you know you're doing bad yourself you can tell them how you're feeling and how you're emotionally unavailable in the nicest way possible and you know that's uh and just be silent with them you know just be sad with them in silence you don't have to um be you know you don't have to sacrifice your own well-being for the well-being of others if you're not ready and you know you're not ready for it mentally and or physically. Um, Consent is key. Okay. Thank you guys. Thank you for listening. Bye.